Hello, and welcome to Tales with Gnomes, where we talk about mythical beings and their tales old and new. (laughs) 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 I I liked it. I am. (laughs) I'm Olga. And I'm Cody. This week, we will be talking about the phoenix and the harpies. So I'll start with my phoenix story, and unnamed and made by me as usual, And here we go. (laughs) In the quiet town of Eldoria, nestled at the edge of an ancient forest, lived a young artist named Amelia. Amelia aspired to become known for her ability to bring the fantastical to life through her writings. One day, as she strolled through the dense woods seeking inspiration, she stumbled upon an old and overgrown clearing. In the center of the clearing, bathed in the soft glow of the early sunlight, filtering through the dense foliage, Amelia noticed a small ornate box adorned with mystical symbols. Intrigued, she opened the box to find a radiant feather shimmering with an otherworldly glow. As she touched the feather, a surge of warmth coursed through her fingers into her veins, and a voice echoed in her mind bearer of the phoenix feather, behold the embodiment of rebirth and renewal. Amelia followed a trail of golden embers and sparks that led her deeper into the forest. The embers danced in the air, leading her to a secluded glade where a majestic phoenix sat regally on a weather-worn dead tree. The phoenix turned its sapphire eyes toward Amelia, and she felt a pull from the connection that passed between them. Without making a sound, the phoenix communicated its ancient wisdom about what the future held for her. There was a welcome change coming for her. It revealed that the feather she held granted her a rare and sacred opportunity. It would help her dreams as a writer become a reality. Amelia sat with the phoenix until the sun dipped below the horizon, at which point the phoenix spread its wings, releasing a burst of embers that illuminated the whole glade. In a dazzling display of radiant flames, the phoenix engulfed itself. The air crackled with energy as the fire transformed into a swirling vortex of warmth and light. Even though Amelia was quite close to the fire, she didn't feel the heat of the flames the same way she would have an ordinary fire. Amelia was in awe, her heart pounding with a mix of trepidation and wonder as the flames died down. From the embers and ashes emerged a tiny newborn phoenix, its downy feathers glowing with the promise of a new beginning. The majestic creature squeaked and nodded its fragile head towards Amelia, leaving her with a sense of renewal and inspiration. Amelia's heart was forever changed by the encounter of that day. She returned to her home with a heart full of creativity. She wrote endlessly, not only about the wondrous adventures that her characters embarked upon, but also about the phoenix and her experience. She captured the essence of its rebirth 
in her stories with remarkable perfection. But she kept her new friend safely hidden within her fiction works, so as to not disturb it with unwelcome guests. Readers far and wide marveled at her captivating work, repeating Amelia's name and quoting her works for many years to come, unaware of the true magical experience that had unfolded in the heart of the ancient forest. Beep boop. That was a really good story. Thanks. I liked it. <laughs> I have a really hard time describing the action-adventure parts of stories, so I really struggled writing about how he... Like the phoenix caught fire, and like, like I'm like I can see it in my head, but I can't. Yep, the I description. Don't know. The, out. Des- the description is always difficult. Or like if there's like action, like um, a battle or something. I have a like, I don't know how to describe that. Just yeah. look in my head and see it. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. Totally get that. <laughs> so it was a bit of a short story, but um, mine will be too. I. I don't know. The phoenix is kind of known. And so I wanted a little bit of, um, I don't know what I wanted, but I think I got what I wanted out of the story. Well, that's good. <laughs> as long as you got what you wanted. I liked, I liked it. it was really I liked good. It. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I, I liked writing it. It was good. fun. And I can just jump right into the tidbits. Mm-hmm. Um the phoenix is an immortal bird that cyclically regenerates or otherwise is born again. Um, while it's part of Greek mythology, it has been said to originate in ancient Egypt by Herodotus. They are associated with the sun. Um, a phoenix obtains new life by rising from the ashes of its past self. Some legends do say it passes in a show of flames and combustion, and others say that it simply dies and decomposes before being born again. Oh, which I haven't heard that version I of it. I haven't heard that one before. I personally prefer the fiery, pretty way rather than decay. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, um, I imagine them being reborn from the decay being very, like, squishy and Yeah, that's, stinky. I wasn't going to go into it, but yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was imagining, too. Out of the ashes is a little bit more, you know, Clean? Clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing that was always certain in my findings is it's always the same bird coming back for new cycles of life, not... Um, like a n- whole new bird being born. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, uh, some texts dis- do describe the phoenixes uh, as being immortal, uh, but others say their lifespan is 972 times the length of a long-lived human's life. That's, and that's complicated. That's, so if using the average human lifespan of about 77 and a half years, which I got from the CDC estimates of 2022, mm-hmm. that makes their lifespan around 75,330 years. Dang. So if there's any around still, <laughs> they know a lot of history. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's 75,000 years, though. I would say that might as well be immortal. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think so. It's That's a long time. I don't know. 
I don't know. It's a long time. That is a very long time. <laughs> they would have to be like an alien bird, I think. Well, and do they do they just are they reborn immediately? Or do they actually have like a gestation time? Oh, right. Like after the 75,000 years. Yeah. They combust. <laughs> and then how, right. Like in my story, it was immediate. Yeah. And um, I think in Harry Potter. It was pretty in immediate. In J.K. Rowling's works, it was pretty immediate. I don't think that she, they even had an egg or anything like that. No. And now that I think about it, I should have looked into like how is, like do phoenixes come out of eggs originally or is there just the amount of phoenixes is how many we get forever and always and it just came to be i didn't look that up I didn't know that i'm i'm yeah. gonna say egg <laughs> yeah like the, the, what came first the, the phoenix the egg or the ashes <laughs> <laughs> the ashes and an egg was born yeah um so yeah i think I think I have to agree with you. It would have to be from the egg, but there's a finite amount of them, and then that's how many we get. Yeah. So their um, their lifespan kind of took me on a quick side quest about human lifespan because I had to look up the average uh, lifespan, mm-hmm. and so um, so because we wouldn't be us without getting sidetracked by something we found along the way here we go yeah here we go (laughs) so while digging around i realized that the average global human lifespan is just over 70 years which is actually astonishing because according to the charts i was viewing just a mere 200 years ago the average human lifespan was less than half that so we would be approaching death pretty soon yeah, <laughs> oh less than two hundred years ago, <laughs> or uh, roundabout. Nuts. So like we're past our midlife cl- crisis. We your are... midlife crisis would be when you're fifteen. Yeah, like what? <laughs> no, <laughs> makes sense why they married. So they young. married babies essentially. Uh, like what yeah. we view them as babies, they were already like halfway through life. So they're like, you, you're losing time. You're losing time. You better <laughs> go have some babies as soon as you can. So yeah, that was crazy for me to um, see from you know our 21st century standpoint. Yeah, because we just had our girls, and we would be. <laughs> we, we wow! Should... No. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. No. 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 <laughs> no. No. I'm not a. I don't want to be a grandma. <laughs> no. That's that's crazy. Yeah. So um, then that concludes my side quest. It was kind of short. It was a good little side quest. Yeah. <laughs> So there is a somewhat common blending of the phoenix and the firebird. In Russian, it's called zharptitsa. A firebird is flame-resistant, mortal, and has a reputation of being a blessing as well as a curse, depending on the circumstances of their appearance. While phoenixes, on the other hand, are ancient, immortal, or close to immortal beings, and all-knowing. So not the same creature. Hmm. I honestly hadn't even heard of a firebird. Ooh. So there, the that's something different. Um, in my experience, I would imagine a firebird being bigger, because I imagine the phoenix mm, a bit smaller than a peacock, and I think a fire of a firebird to be bigger but yeah we'll definitely have to cover the firebird especially since you've never yeah. heard of them 
they're very popular in um, Russian folk tales. Yep, I wouldn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> so over time, as word of the creature flew across the known lands, <laughs> I wouldn't be me without a little pun, pun in there. Yeah, no. <laughs> The phoenix would become a symbol of many things to the people of the world. Some of them included renewal in general, for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. as well as the sun, time, the empire, um, reincarnation, consecration, resurrection, and then life in the heavenly paradise, and even Christ or Mary and virginity. Wow, some of those I wouldn't even yeah consider like, to attribute to them. I guess I, I the way that I ordered them was from like okay that's obvious to like oh wow n- never would have thought of that so. and virginity like yeah. really well I mean <laughs> what is like ancient people's <laughs> obsession with virginity so ridiculous um <sighs> I was gonna have like a smart alecky reply to that but I have nothing. I yeah. don't understand it. <laughs> I, I can't even pretend to be on their in their mindset. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think the only reason it would make any sense to be so obsessed with it is just knowing that, okay, if you have a baby anytime soon, it is not mine. Because yeah. you had sex, you know. Right. Or but it's it, definitely it, mine. Or, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> mine. I guess you can kind of see that, but... Mm, maybe it's like the shiny new toy. Well, yeah. yeah. Nope, I'm gonna... I'm done. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> when you see a phoenix, it is a good omen. Instead of offering luck or good fortune, this bird comes with a much more significant message. It's all about change, new beginnings, hope... Even just thinking about the phoenix, some tales say that it's could be a sign of a budding romance. Didn't know about that one. I didn't know about that one, but I could definitely but, see the the changes and the new beginning because mm-hmm. you know from the ashes. Yeah, that kind of makes sense to me. Um, the phoenix is sometimes pictured in ancient literature and medieval art as endowed with a halo which emphasizes the bird's connection with the sun, I guess, because the sun has, like, a glowy halo around it. I wonder if it. that's more frequent in, like, Egyptian stuff. Yeah, because they, they do a lot of that. Yeah, they do a lot of a lot of the sun circles. And also probably after it entered into the Christian era, that art also has a lot of the glowy head halo-ness. Yeah, girly. Growy, the Gro- glowy head. Gro- growy heads. <laughs> growy heads. <laughs> they never stop growing. Oh, God, could you imagine how big your head would be? Oh, my God. Of course, you only have 35 years to live, so maybe well, it yeah. would be so bad. <laughs> it, would, it, it would be about as big as what it is. Oh, no, it, it wouldn't be as big as our heads are now because our heads stopped growing. Um, I don't know if it's an old wives' tale or how true it is, but that our ears and noses never stop growing. I poke Well, up. that's also, the, the, they say that... Um, your hair and fingernails keep growing even after death but that's not true it's just Uh, your skin receding and it just looks like it yeah like (laughs) gross yeah (laughs) yeah i can't i mean otherwise that makes yeah that makes no sense 
So, like, the calcium out of your bones is, like, somehow being filtered, even though your body's not running anymore? That makes perfect sense. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, 100%. I'll roll with that boat. It's rocky enough. (laughs) Put me to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, no, that makes no sense. (laughs) Maybe if you were buried alive... Yeah. It would grow for a little while. A little while. <laughs> Until you ran out of oxygen, like, not even eight hours later. No. Oh, man. Definitely just hair. <laughs> Definitely. So, and then um, Pliny the Elder. Welcome back, friend. Hello. <laughs> he also describes the bird as having a crest of feathers on its head. And Ezekiel, the dramatist, compared it to a rooster. I love the name Ezekiel. I don't know why. It's beautiful. It's a pretty Ezekiel. cool name. I like I like a lot of the keel or yeah. the keel ending. Yeah, means. yeah, the keel ending means. I guess they're kind of biblical though, aren't they? Like oh. an- angelic. I think Ezekiel I... is the name of one of the angels from the Book of Enoch. Hmm. Lucifer is a good name. Just well, throwing Lucifer it out there. Used to be Just Samuel. <laughs> so. It's a good show on Netflix. It, Just yep. a quick little... I have not finished it, but I do like it. I am in a perpetual state of not finishing it because I don't want it to end. I am in the state of it moved to Netflix, and now I want to rewatch it all because I don't remember what was going on. Oh, well, there you go. That's, <laughs> that's also a good place to be. <laughs> Although the phoenix was generally believed to be colorful and vibrant, over time it became associated with a few very specific colors. Do you want to guess what the colors that the masses attribute to the phoenix? I'm going to guess fire colors, like red, orange, yellow, possibly some blue. Yeah, 100% spot on. Red, (laughs) orange, and yellow. (laughs) So I think I'm not alone in thinking um, those colors are actually very apt and perfect for the phoenix, considering their fiery demise, just like you said. I think it would be really pretty to have a phoenix with like the tip of the feathers is red and then it goes to orange, yellow, and then at the base of the feathers it's like that really pretty blue. Yeah. So like they're almost they're like their down fluffy yeah. stuff underneath would be blue. It would be blue. I like that. That'd be super pretty. Cuz I think um the arts that I looked at the tips of their tail feathers were always blue. It, it would be like it would start from yellow, orange, red, and then blue on the tips. And but it makes the sense to me because, like you just said, it should be the blue should be on the inside, and it Where I it like burns hotter. That's right, <laughs> <laughs> closer to its heart. Yeah, <laughs> and then maybe some like really bright white at the bottom of the down, just like a little bit bright white. Mm-hmm. Super pretty. I w- I would want to snuggle that. Me too. A little pet. It would probably be really warm. Oh, yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Although I I really get weirded out by feathers, like the feel of feathers under my hands on, like, the ducks and the chickens. Oh, really? Like, the boniness of them. Oh, yeah. Like, it kind of weirds me out a little bit. You're not supposed to, like, snag the feathers, Cody. Just pet them gently. I do pet them gently, but they're hard. What weirds me out is when our chickens go through the molting phase mm. and they have like no feathers <laughs> and then the, the pin feathers start to come out and I'm like, I, I've petted that before and it's like a soft hedgehog. Yeah. And it's very I weird. I feel bad for them. Could you imagine growing feathers? Oh, like- so 
it's it's gotta like be painful. piercing. Like, yeah. yeah, it just seems like oh, it's it's gotta be because they have to me chills just thinking about yeah, it. Because <laughs> right? they have to grow those pins first, yeah. and then the fluffy stuff comes out. It's oh, not like it doesn't if, sound pleasant. If people haven't ever seen that happen, like the base of that feather that's dipped into the ink mm-hmm. has to be grown first, and then the fuzzy stuff grows out from the tip of them, and um, it's just not. Doesn't look pleasant. Yeah, like <laughs> no, you said, just, chills, yeah, chill worthy. I don't like it. And then um, back to the phoenixes, a couple of uh, more less known points about them include blue sapphire-like eyes, like in my story, mm-hmm. um, legs that are covered in yellow and gold scales, and rose-colored talons. Super, super pretty. <laughs> the pretty. rose, the, the rose, rose colored yeah, palettes. I didn't know about. Me off a little bit, but <laughs> I think that would be very pretty. Um, Herodotus and Pliny both describe the phoenix as similar in size to an eagle, but Lactantius, 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 and Ezekiel, the dramatist, both claim that the phoenix was larger than that, declaring that it was even larger than an ostrich. Holy moly! It's a big, no, when you you said feather. something about it being like the size of a peacock, peacock uh-huh. and I was definitely imagining like what um, Pliny was saying was eagle sized. Eagle sized. That's more yeah. of what I imagine, but that might also be because of Harry Potter. So yeah, that could be. Because I um other than Harry Potter, the phoenix doesn't really pop up in like popular movies i know there's um the phoenix is in one of the animes that michael watches don't remember the name of it but it's not really in pop culture no i was trying to think of the last time i saw a phoenix in any kind of fictional pop culture other than harry other than harry potter i don't think i have and yet a lot of like most people know about them it's kind yeah. of interesting i've seen like people with tattoos of them and mm-hmm. i think maybe even there was a tattoo in a show maybe but not like the actual animal itself so i don't yeah i don't know yeah me neither the phoenix is also a minor constellation in the southern sky uh, named after the mythical creature, obviously. It was first depicted on a celestial atlas by Johann Bayer and is one of the four bird constellations in the southern sky. And the group of them is known as the southern birds. Oh, I didn't know that. And for, yeah, me neither. For, for lack of me living in the southern hemisphere, I don't know very much about the southern Th- stars. It is true, yes. <laughs> and <That's> so fair. <laughs> um, one day I would like to visit New Zealand because it's super picturesque, I hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've heard it's pretty. Um, I mean, well, and I mean, the Lord, the of, the Lord Rings. of the Rings is gorgeous. Yeah, right? Yeah. We both went there at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so also there's um, Hobbit Land is there. Yeah, I, I want to go, go see it. Pliny the Elder described Senator Manilius uh, writing about a phoenix great here, mm, describing a time when the phoenix appears. And so hear me out. This is this gets a little bit confusing, but it's very interesting to uh, for me. Well, it was very interesting for me. So put up with it. Okay. There you go. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> One cycle of a great year. Uh, being 540 years, 
he described the magical bird appearing at the end of one such cycle. Starting in 311 BC when the senator was writing about it. So, meaning, if my maths are correct, the next great year cycle and the appearance of a phoenix is going to be in the year 2389. So don't hold your breath to see the phoenix while in this life form that you are in, sadly. Maybe you'll have to wait for a few reincarnations, but here we are. That's unfortunate. And the, Yeah, it is very unfortunate. We're not going to get... So, like, it kind of makes the 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 senator's way of thinking makes it very exclusive, I think. Like, it's not that the bird only lives 540 years. They just appear every 540 years. And so that makes... how, but for how long do they appear? Cause then right. Does would... that mean that there's only, like, good fortune to be foretold every 540 years? And only for that one day? Or is it a whole year that they're visiting? Or like what? Right. Or are they here for 540 years, gone for 540 years, back for 540 years? Yeah. Well, the way things are going in the world, I would say this is a gone for 540 years. Definitely. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the world really sucks uh, when the phoenix not around. <laughs> yeah. Pretty true. Also, if they live for 75,000 years, where do they go for the 540-year cycle? Maybe they have a dimensional portal and they go to a different dimension. And so they're in the other dimension on Earth for that 540 years. Mm, or the parallel... Parallel, that's what universe, I meant. Yeah. The, the various parallel... Dimensions. Dimensions. Well, yeah. then, we could we could assume... That there are 540 parallel dimensions and they spend a year mm, in each one. Maybe. I like that. Let's do that. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's with that. We get to wait for how many? So many it's tw- years. 365 years more. Mm, I'll be alive in, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I won't. if i had the option of being alive that long i would not take it (laughs) i would probably want to check out as well like (laughs) especially if you're like if you have the option to be alive that long and your body continues to deteriorate if i could be like i don't know if i could be frozen like a vampire in time without the pain it would be interesting to be able to like watch the world go by like but history in the world yeah. but i would miss all my people i was gonna say your loved ones like move on and unless i could freeze them too then maybe yeah but i would want to freeze maple when she's older yeah give them with freya the same give them an opportunity to get bigger mm-hmm. a frontal lobe yes a frontal lobe will preferably. be will be helpful apparently i don't have one yet still so <laughs> That that makes sense. <laughs> what is it? Thirty five for neurodivergence not to have a pr- like properly working frontal lobe. Oh oh yeah, I I don't remember that. What the exact number? But that explains but... a lot for I'm me personally. I'm not pointing fingers. No, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the end of my phoenix journey. That's <sighs> at last. It was so long. 
Yeah, I know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was great. So torturous. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I really didn't know, though. Yeah, I know. I love going into these creatures that we're like, oh, well. Yeah. I know everything about them. I don't know what you're talking about. This is good. <laughs> like, and then I'm like, wow. Wow, that's new. 75,000-year-old bird. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Or a cycle. Or a cycle. Yeah, I don't think those, I don't think those should go in parallel. Unless you're looking at parallel universes. Yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, but... Okay. Okay. That, that's me. The harpies. I'm excited for the harpies because I know n- near nothing about them. I really didn't know a lot about them either. Um, this was actually a listener's request. We forgot to mention that at the beginning. Oh, thank you, listener. Um, yes, thank you, listener. Um, the harpies. The storm winds fly by Cody Lemke. Far up in the skies, the harpies flew with wind flowing over their strong feathered wings and whipping their beautiful hair behind them. It took them little time to reach the island for their duty of dealing out punishment. They circled like vultures over this lone and empty island of punishment for the prophet king Phineas. He would find no comfort here, not even with its only furnishings, a long table meant for a meal which appeared daily for the king. They gazed down upon the island's long table as it became full of food, gauging the best time to swoop down and ruin the king's meal. The blind king sat smelling the food as it appeared, trying to be quick, hoping for at least one morsel of food to reach his mouth. The harpies had already begun their descent, knowing he would try to eat soon. They timed it perfectly. Just as he was about to grab some food from his plate, The first harpy released her bowels upon the food, destroying any nourishment the food would have brought. The other harpies grabbed up the remaining food and flew towards their home in Crete. The mortals have come to think of them as cruel and evil creatures, even describing them as monstrous half-bird, half-human beings. But really, they were just women born with wings and a job to do. Their wings could fly them faster than the storm's winds could blow. This helped with their role among the gods as punishers and thieves. Down in their cave home, the harpies sat and enjoyed the feast they had stolen from King Phineas. It was a glorious meal as they dipped their freshly baked bread in spiced beef stew, grabbing up some vegetables that floated within. This food reminded them that some of the work punishing the mortals for the gods wasn't all bad and actually had a reward other than the love and respect of the gods. Suddenly, a bolt of lightning hit just outside their cave. Zeus was calling on them. They dropped their meal quickly and leapt into the air flying to Olympus. When they arrived in the receiving room, they knelt before a towering Zeus with their heads down and wings folded behind their backs. How may we serve you? The harpies said in unison. With a booming voice, Zeus replied, You have served me well. I can see Phineas wasting away. There is another mortal who has dishonored me. Leodon of Crete, take him to Erinus for me. It It will be be done. done. The harpies said together and flew off towards Crete. They soared the skies, gazing out through the storm clouds that had formed mercilessly around Crete. They dove like eagles towards their prey when they saw who they were after. 
Leodon was leaving the temple as the wind from the storm picked up. He had no time to notice the harpies descending upon him. The harpies each grabbed a limb and flew up into the air, never laying a foot on the ground. Leodon hollered, but no one could save him, his voice and body stolen by the storm winds as he was swept off to his fate. Pretty short story this week. <laughs> I had a hard time writing it. Didn't make it any less shocking and awesome <laughs> yeah. all at once. <laughs> they pooped all over that food. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> and then in the cave, they're like, oh, this hard work isn't so bad. I'm like, yeah, pooping's not so bad. <laughs> no, pooping and stealing food. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, it's That's mostly shocking. just like the the ill thought of them is yeah. what, like oh yeah. yeah, like the the bad name that they're getting from it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's it was an incredible story. <laughs> Good, I'm glad you liked. It. <laughs> what a roller coaster. Yeah. All right. Um, notes. Beep boop. Beep boop. Um, the word harpy is thought to come from the Greek word. Gosh darn it. I echoed you and I noticed I echoed you (laughs) instead of just letting it go by I just like I was I was smiling to myself in my head I was like oh that's so cute (laughs) Uh, okay Uh, the word harpy is thought to have come from the Greek word harpazo which means to snatch or to rob so the harpies could mean the snatchers some stories name the harpies individually. There's Padarj, which means swift-footed, and then Alio or Aliopus, meaning either storm wind or storm-footed. Um, this one was also called Nikotheo, um, which means victory running, and there was also Akitpet, Akitio, and Akipod, meaning swift-winged, swift-running, and swift-footed. There is also um, Keliano, meaning dark. Some authors refer to them as the hounds of Zeus. I am sorry for my poor Greek, because <laughs> I am not <laughs> Greek, I mean. <laughs> I meant what you knew, but it did sound, I'm sorry because I'm not. No, <laughs> it was, no but c'est la vie. C'est such, la vie. Such is life. Yeah. Um, there seems to be some debate between the authors on the number of harpies. There were early sources saying two, later sources saying three, and some saying four, and also just some not mentioning a number. The first known written story of the harpies is from 750 BC. And I believe that was Homer. Not Simpson. No, not Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Whenever I hear the, I unfortunately, I the whenever I hear the name Homer, I think of Simpson and not the, the Odyssey. Not the Odyssey. Or the Iliad. Not the smart man. The harpies are the personified goddesses of storm winds. They are the daughters of the sea god Thaumas and the sea storm cloud goddess Electra. Their sibling is Iris, the goddess of the rainbows. Yeah. 
So I real quick back to like the part where you said there's um dispute on how many there are. I wonder if they started out with just a couple and then like this was like I need I need more of you guys. So then there were more daughters. Like they had more kids and then like the harpies were added. I kind of think um, I don't know how to say it, you know. Yeah, I know. Um I know what you you're meaning though. I think that it's they have three daughters, but in each story there's only two of them or only one of them or only three of them. Like they're not mm. always together. Right. I think that's where the description discre- oh my god, discrepancy comes hey, from. That is oh, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I want that that makes sense. Like they wouldn't like they're siblings but they wouldn't always be doing the same missions or the yeah. same Zeus is like go divide and conquer. I have all these yeah. people that need need to be smote, smited, smited, smitten. Smited? <laughs> I don't know. Smitten. <laughs> but like um their sister goddess also has wings, Iris, and she's one of the messengers to the gods. So she delivers messages between all the gods so you'd only really need one of those mm-hmm. but whereas there's multiple gods who could possibly need the harpies for punishment or that kind of thing and they also have wings so yeah i, I think there are i think your your point is valid that you know they would be in multiple not one place all, all the time together mm-hmm. also like what if the guy that needs to be punished is like hefty and one harpy can't fly off with them, so mm-hmm. yeah, they at least go in twos. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh. The harpies are described as winged women. Some later authors describe them as fearsome birds with some parts of the women. And you know what bugs me about that is always it's um like their breasts. Their face and their breasts and their hands. Like, that's like, the only thing that they left of the women? Of the women. What? Like, uh, they that's... did that a little bit with, um, I think there was another creature I did. And it was, like, her boobs were somehow still there. It was like, <laughs> what? <sighs> Goodness. Anyways, so, um, they were, you know, being quite ugly. Uh, but earlier sources say they were beautiful women with wings and faces of virgins. Again, the virgins. Because once you lose your V card, <laughs> yeah, you're no you're longer beautiful. No longer beautiful. You're it's just, just the truth. <laughs> you're just some used up rag right? in the just corner. <laughs> so ridiculous. I don't understand it. I, I wish they were just like youths. Faiths of youth. Like a youth. Yeah. Like. Don't have to be or a freaking virgin. Like, that's just so beautiful faces. Yeah, it's <laughs> just... just uh, Anywho. Because there's beauty in age. There is, I know? agree. But I think they're trying to, like, describe them as being young-looking. Young, I think, well, yeah. yeah. So why can't you just say that they look young? <laughs> no, you gotta say they look like virgins. Mm, mm, you look like a virgin. Ayya <laughs> <laughs> mia. Uh, Dios mio. <laughs> um, most art also depicts them in this way, being beautiful. I mean, humans with wings. I think the latter authors didn't like them being beautiful because of the deeds they were known for. Hmm. Yeah, because women can't possibly be naughty 
Yeah. And well, do and bad things. And they were really naughty, though. Like, they were just... They were just carrying out orders. Yeah, they are doing their... I'm pretty what they sure... Were supposed to do. They would rather not poop on things. Yeah. I don't think that was oh. part of their plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wake up, and I'm just gonna poop on things for fun. Especially food. Yes, definitely food. <laughs> so that way I can't eat it. So, yeah. Um, so, here's the guy who gets his... Rocks. Food stuffed. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna stuffed say upon <laughs> is what I was gonna say, but I, I was trying to be. I thought you were gonna say gets his rocks off <laughs> on no. poop on food. On poop on food. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, there's a niche for everything. I yeah, guess. I guess. <laughs> the king of Thrace, Phineas, gifted the gift of prophecy from Zeus. There are sources that say he later became blind because Zeus gave him the option of death or blindness after he blinded his own sons. Mm. His okay. choice to never lay eyes upon the sun again. Um, Helios took this as an insult and sent the harpies to punish him. There are some sources that say Phineas used his gift of prophecy to thwart the gods' plans and Zeus punished him with blindness in the harpies. Either way, the harpies would punish King Phineas by stealing his food or pooping on it right before he would begin eating, so he would always be hungry. They were later chased off their duties by the sons of Boreas, the god of the north winds. Callias and Zeets were also winged, so they chased the harpies in flight to a set of islands that is now known as Strophades, which means turn back. This is where the gods through Iris, or Iris herself, ordered Boreas's sons to end their pursuit and also ending Phineas's food punishment. There are other telling where the harpies and the sons die. Oh, so... His food punishment ended, but he was still left blind after Yeah, he was still left blind. I think they even took him off the this the island he was stranded on. Oh, okay. Because um, I think the, the sons took him off the island. After running was. the harpies off. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he made his son blind. So that or he just thwarted the god's plans. We're not really sure which one. There's many of it well he shouldn't do either one sh- of those things shouldn't have gotten in the way of the gods yeah. unless the gods were doing gonna do something naughty which i mean they kind of are known to they're, do they're so. kind of known to do in like i feel like the greek gods and the nordic gods are kind of filled with mischief yes they definitely are and i think <laughs> one of the things that i like about both uh theos's is the fact that, or pantheons, whatever you want to call them, they're, they act human. Uh-huh. Not like, above, not, like, not yeah. better than. No, they, they act a lot of jealousy and greed and, like... Pettiness. Pettiness. Yeah. There's a lot of human qualities in the gods, which makes sense because Prometheus made the humans to look as the gods do. So, like, why wouldn't they also kind of have the same personalities a little bit? Yeah. They're like, well, we're going to make them act like us, but they don't get the magics. Yeah, that's pretty much what they did. (laughs) So Prometheus 
made the humans in the god's image and his brother mm-hmm. made all of the the creatures and other things so while prometheus was just dedicating so much time to the humans he got distracted and didn't get any of the cool qualities and gifts that the gods were going to give them like the good vision or like really good vision really good smell really good like that kind of thing makes sense now so prometheus (laughs) asked zeus if um the humans could have fire since the animals were attacking the humans because they weren't as good as the animals right they weren't equipped yeah they weren't equipped properly and of course zeus is like no that's for the gods and so then he goes up steals the fire gives it to the humans and that is when he's punished with the eagles uh eagle taking out his liver every day oh i see because gods can't die so his liver gets taken out every single day and it regrows and that's great but i didn't i didn't know the in a similar fashion as as loki gets punished yeah um, all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i didn't know that um like the reason why he wanted to give fire to humans what's that (gasps) oh shoot no, I totally messed that up. Oh, shit. Taki mushrooms. I totally messed that up. Okay, so I just remembered. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So he, he takes the fire, brings it to the humans, mm-hmm. and Zeus was upset about this. He's like, no, that's not fair. But he saw that the humans were setting things on fire and offering things to the gods. <laughs> so he was making meat meat offerings to the gods and stuff. And... Uh, and the Prometheus. gods are like, well, that stuff's burnt now, so I can't have that. Well, no, they, they actually really liked this. They really enjoyed, they got the best parts of the food. Okay, yeah, and um, their egos got stroked. So. Yeah, egos got stroked. So um, Prometheus actually sees that the humans are giving away all their the good stuff. Yeah. And so he comes down and shows them how to trick the gods into taking the bad stuff. Oh, it's So he, they, so the... The people would offer, like, the intestines and, like, all the unedible stuff, like the gristle, <laughs> the testi- t- intestines and stuff like that. And they would make it into a really nice package that was Haggis. so beautiful no. <laughs> that the gods kidding. are like, oh, that's obvi- obviously the better option. Yeah. And they would have the better stuff left for the humans. And that is what made Zeus upset was the prometheus showed them how to trick the gods so it wasn't that he gave them fire it was it was the that he (laughs) gave them the option to trick the gods that is the part i didn't know like i always thought it was just because he gave them fire yeah (laughs) but it was actually because i've always thought too because he gave them the trick of fire (laughs) trick of the offerings you're making the humans rub too many brain cells together (laughs) knock it off knock it off (laughs) get your liver eaten out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah i thought that was interesting a little little side quest yeah. I did accidentally <laughs> thank you for that that's that's awesome um makes more sense yeah than he, he's not as petty i mean he's still petty but yeah. he's not as petty about the fire thing in my eyes anymore no like oh the fire was only for me yeah <laughs> okay. well i i still think he's petty because he's supposedly prometheus is still being punished to this day like, right there's got to be some sort of 
time period that he's suffered enough. <laughs> but you also, like, when you're immortal, how long is, you know, how long is going to be enough? Yeah. Well, right? we're not making Cause... offerings to the gods anymore, so is it enough yet? <laughs> yeah, there's going to be fewer offerings yeah. to at least those particular gods. Yeah. His brother Epimetheus made all the, the other living beings and took all the gifts. Well, I would argue that he did a better job. Yeah. <laughs> he he made them quicker. <laughs> so he could get all those gifts to them. <laughs> but Prometheus was taking his time, making sure they looked like the gods and pleasing the gods. Well, I I would rather I mean I'll I'll take the feathers and the fur. Yeah. And the claws and the teeth and Yeah. That was actually one of the reasons why he gave to. the humans the fire too, was because we don't have fur to keep us warm. Yeah, we're like there, uh, there's a there's a running theory going that we're of another planet, like we we're aliens to this planet because we're I, so different from everybody else. I believe so. I think the missing link is definitely an alien. I mean, I'm open for that option. I I like it's the fine. idea that the aliens came down here and fornicated with the like Neanderthals or the. Ah, yeah. Okay. And then that's how we slowly produced that way. Those those aliens are kinky in the bestiality. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or that this is all a CGI thing and it's none of this is real. This is well, a simulation. Well, one of my stories that I was writing was that we're from another planet and like Adam and Eve... We're from another planet. And it wasn't just Adam and Eve, though. It was like a group of like 50 people. Mm-hmm. And they dropped them on Earth in like an airship because their planet died, like Wally esque. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, they, they left their planet because it died. Then we were dropped here. And then just over the generations, the story has been changed. And and the angels that is in the sky is actually aliens coming to check on us to see, like, <laughs> hey, how are you guys doing? And now like, we've been forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. abandoned. Oh, <laughs> that ant colony is definitely going to die. It's not doing very well. So let's just not visit well, them. Well, I imagine just the, the fact, like, the watch, watchers up there on, like, in their ship or on the other side of the moon or, like, wherever they're located have probably all passed themselves from their own <laughs> disease or yeah. just, like... Or they had contracted some disease from yeah, us. from us. <laughs> and they came back up there and the just died up there so like there's a random empty ship up in the sky just floating around <laughs> with dead bodies or something yeah. like that you know it was like a reverse extinction event They're yeah like, <laughs> oopsie daisy well Oops. we got disease from these these creatures they're so nasty but yeah. now we're gonna die because of that. <laughs> well and then like you get the um like the all the interesting things that they're finding on mars yeah like there is a element on mars it's called xenon and it is not found anywhere except for after a nuclear blast it is only possible after a nuclear blast dang so the fact that they found that up there is also pointing signs to nuclear (laughs) war on mars 
and like they got buildings that you can kind of see up there like it hasn't been confirmed but it yeah looks like there's pyramids up there it looks I've like i've seen the pyramid thing and like a monolith and the face thing the face um so water there's evidence of water being on there at one point so it could be entertained that we're the rem like our race was or like aliens or whatever we were super advanced we came to like expanded into earth and then a catastrophic event occurred and we're like the f- the dumb fallout yeah we're like the of, leftovers of the leftovers yeah. of that <laughs> or the war or, or whatever or the war was happening on mars and people just like, got on the bail. ark <laughs> yeah they got on the ark and came to um to earth and, yeah and the ark landing on earth is what killed all the dinosaurs possibly i mean maybe (laughs) (laughs) but you know there is proof of the great flood so like and also so many other religions talk about the great flood yeah i mean like and like what if that ark landed in the ocean or like crashed in the ocean and it made the, the the water level came up because of it yeah of course and also if the global weather pattern is is cyclical then melting had to have happened before you know obviously ice age and mm-hmm. then you melt and you have lots of ice and water that you know mm-hmm. and so the flood would also could happen from that so mm-hmm. yeah i'm i'm, I'm not then, opposed to any of that no and well then so many religions have the gods made us in their image like there's a, quite a few um, that have that aliens made us in their image (laughs) like um so many of those places over in like south africa south america um like the incas and um i cannot remember the name of it there's a culture that has little gold figurines of aircrafts they clearly are not a bird like that does not look anything like a bird that is an aircraft of some sort i remember coming across that somewhere I don't remember their name either. I don't remember. It was in the uh, episode of Alien last night. Alien has a poor um, I love that show. But yeah, those Ba-dum. those looks <laughs> those look so much like real uh, crafts. And then also you have the um, the figurines that look like they are wearing a helmet mm-hmm. and an air pack and. Like, I've always found them Aztecs, so the Mayas, the Incas, very fascinating. And Me too. if if there is like a, a, if there is truth behind like the alien thing, I wonder if they are like the OG descendants. Like they either landed here or they got put here, or like you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And from them, the rest of us kind yeah. of happened. Whether it's with other animals or or not but i feel like they're i can i can see definitely see that um <laughs> except for all the dna that points that we came from africa i know so, well so, yeah. that's there's that that's that's planted <laughs> <laughs> there's that um, i don't know <laughs> but yeah just like all of the the cool icons like mm-hmm. the idols and stuff that are that do come from south america they just all look very otherworldly. Yeah, otherworldly. The Nazca lines are like alien graffiti or something. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
is just is really cool to think about and especially since there's no way that there's not life elsewhere yeah exactly i was just thinking that i'm like there it would be so conceited for us to be like yeah we're like the only intelligent life out there that's Mm -hmm. so that's so dumb that's no (laughs) way especially considering there's more planets and more stars out there than grains of sand on the entire earth yeah like yeah what (laughs) yeah just look at all the galaxies that we've been able to capture with our dinky dumb telescopes Mm -hmm. well then there's there's even more more solar systems within the galaxy that we are presently Mm -hmm. in yeah exactly we're in a solar system that's within a galaxy (laughs) that is within this (laughs) like there's just it's just expanding and expanding it's just yeah conceited conceited that's the best word for it conceited to think that we're the only ones so we went on a few tangents, and I just realized I have two more notes. Oh, well, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm going to finish my notes real quick. Perfect. Uh, Dante mentioned the harpies in his book as being in the infernal woods with those who committed suicide. Oh. So I think the harpies would punish the poor souls who committed suicide. I, uh, I've never liked I that s- people who have... S- committed or attempted suicide or attempted suicide get punished because clearly they were not having the best time of it they probably mentally depressed anxiety whatever it is like that drove them to that decision yeah why are you punishing them instead of I, i if anything i think like have some rest and reprieve and then be reincarnated Mm -hmm. and hopefully better circumstances it's just that always pains me i feel like as as a governmental entity self-harm should not be criminalized criminalized because bodily autonomy yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) bodily autonomy autonomy man it's like i should be able to say no to hugs no to handshakes and also no to life yeah that's (laughs) what you well euthanasia is like like you should be able to take that option if you have a terminal illness that is just going to degrade your body and you're like you're going to be in so much pain and that's just the way you want to go you should have that right to yeah yeah, deem deem your own quality of life Mm -hmm. or control your own quality of life and i have um i have a really close i had a really close friend that committed suicide a handful of years ago now he was in our close-knit circle in in the bozeman area and the pain that that leaves behind that kind of exit leaves behind is bad enough without the stigma of them going of to them hell of, of being attached to that yeah around their family around their loved ones around around their friends yeah, because I, I imagine there's survivor guilt. Like, yeah. I could have done something for them. I I wish they would have reached out to me. Like, yeah. that kind of guilt. Yeah, there's a lot of it, I would imagine. And I, I always feel so terribly that they also have to have that stigma, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're listening and you're going through that kind of a rough time, please reach out to anybody there's 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 gonna, hotlines there's gonna that be... you can reach out to if you don't feel comfortable talking to your family about yeah. it or your friends i'm there's... sure there's somebody out there who understands because i've gone through it and i wish i had somebody you can email us had somebody to talk to yeah 
anybody. Yeah, you can anybody. email us. <laughs> we would happily talk with you. 100%. And on we move to the other note. The harpies were known to be sent out by Zeus, Athena, and Hera mm. to punish people by stealing their food, their possessions, and even people themselves. So anytime something or someone went missing in the strong storm winds, the mortals would blame it on the harpies. So that also mm. added to their bad rap. So when Dorothy, yeah. when Dorothy and Toto's house got blown away that was the harpies was harpies totally <laughs> well i know a thousand percent more about the harpies <laughs> me too now than i did going into it the listener asked me to do the harpies and i was like the harpies what what is a harpy like yeah. i i like heard the name but i had no inkling at all like i didn't even know they were half human half bird like i had huh nothing to my name and, or to my brain yeah to my name <laughs> <laughs> to my and, brain and they are attached so closely attached to one of your i know hyper interests like that's so fascinating yeah they were just hidden in they there. were just hidden there and i guess i just overlooked all the punishments that yeah. Zeus you're like <laughs> doled oh, out or something poop on food pass pass i'm not gonna <laughs> read about that yeah Thank you, listener, yeah. for taking us on this journey. Yeah, or forcing, like guiding us. <laughs> guiding not us. forcing us. <laughs> I force you to read about my creature. For guiding us down this path. That was very awesome. Yeah, it was, it was great. I liked that. Thank you for joining us this week. Pictures of our subjects will be available on Instagram at Tales with Gnomes. And if you have any requests, questions, or tales of your own you would like to hit share with us, email us at taleswithgnomes.com at gmail.com maybe your story will be featured like this week's uh please subscribe to our podcast and share with your friends this was tales with gnomes see you next week thank you for joining us